We all work from home, we don't have an office, and that's on purpose. And it really begins with this premise that culture is not an office or office space. Culture is shared vision. Welcome to Tractionville, everybody. I'm your host, Chris White, along with... Benj Miller. Today we have a friend of mine, Brian Miles, with a very impressive story and a very timely set of expertise for us. He is the co-founder and chairman of Belay and the author of the book, Virtual Culture. Brian, welcome onto the show. Thank you. Thank you, guys. I appreciate the opportunity to be here. So um, I called up Brian literally yesterday and said, hey, we need to drop a special episode for Tractionville. We need you on here. You are the master, the Jedi, the Yoda, the expert on all things virtual culture. But tell us how you got there, because you've been practicing this and pioneering this for a long time. Yeah, so uh, it's an interesting time right now in our our space you know uh, we have a lot of people that are asking us questions right now on how to work remote and um, it, our story is actually um, pretty humble as it relates to its beginnings my wife and I left really nice jobs back in 2010 and uh, she worked for a fortune 10 company and I worked for a construction company and we both had what I would consider to be white-collar executive jobs um, and the summer of 2010 we decided that we wanted to do something together and we had some ideas. We did a lot of research and due diligence. And then by October 1st of 2010, we walked into our employers on the same day within an hour of each other and gave notice. Uh, we had kids two and five at the time. And we gave as big of a notice as we could because we wanted to end well in case we wanted our jobs back. Uh, <laughs> if you recall, unemployment was 9.6% at the time. Um, all of our friends thought we were idiots. Uh, but a few handful of businessmen that were, we were close to thought it was a really good idea. Uh, so uh, December 1st of 2010, we started on our payroll. And that was to begin virtual assistant services domestically. Uh, we had a lot of people hurting, uh, needing jobs at the time in the U.S. And we also knew that a lot of employers were not adding to payrolls, but they were really receptive to outsourcing. And we came on the scene as one of the first domestic players for virtual assistant services. And then a month later, we added bookkeeping services uh, as well. So Belay grew um, modestly uh, for 14 months before we broke even. Uh, we bootstrapped our business. Uh, my wife and I, we still own our company today 100%. And um, we just a side note, what funded our businesses, we cashed or robbed our 401ks to use that as a startup capital. And back then we were thinking, hey, if we screw this up, we're in our mid thirties, we can go find another job. Uh, but it worked out. We're very fortunate to be in the position we are. We know that a lot of other small businesses don't see that success and we're really grateful for that. Um, we've, we've um, part of the reason why we fast forward to where we are today and specifically the book that I wrote in 2017 called Virtual Culture. Um, we won an award that year, early that year from, um, Entrepreneur Magazine for Top Company Culture. And I got tired, frankly, of people asking how we did it. So I wrote a book on it, and that was our playbook. It's not the playbook on how you create a remote company, but it's our playbook on what we knew worked for us. And we we're hoping that we could give that as a resource to customers in the fast forward today. It's very relevant. 
you know, and when there's just a lot of opportunity for us to talk about, you know, how we create a remote company where people love working there. And um, of course, we, it's, it's a side to our core services at Belay, which are virtual services, a, a virtual assistant service, a virtual bookkeeping business, and then a, a webmaster business as well. So those all three things equal Belay. If anybody asks, Belay is simply a rock climbing term. It's a support role. So we're helping our clients climb higher. And that's actually what we do on a day-to-day basis. We do all the things that no one likes to do administratively, but we do it at weapons grade. And, uh, you know, we're really proud to have, you know, close to 1,100 people working on our team now. Wow. I actually know the term belay. Uh, My buddy's a rock climber. And uh, we were out in the mountains of Montana, and it was belay on and belay off. And uh, yeah. I was, I, he was supporting me while I was up on the sheer wall. It was, it was, it was incredible. So yeah, well, you got it. Very, That's the essence of it, right perfect, there. Perfect name. Was Brian? Was this? So we your, the, let me before we move forward. Was this your like entrepreneurial leap? <laughs> That's next Gino's new book, right? But was this your first? Uh, foray into starting a business, you and your wife? Uh, with my wife, yes. We had a failed mortgage business way back when. It would have been 19, no, excuse me, uh, 2000. We tried to create a mortgage brokership that we just didn't know what we were doing. We were clueless. We lost 40,000 bucks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in terms of a first go with my wife in business, yeah, this was our first thing. Yeah. It's been nine years, Belay's Yeah, been- nine years wow. since we started Belay. That's right. Fantastic. And, um, and you said 1,100 or 11,000 employees? 1,100. So we've got 1,100 uh, in Belay. So we have years. close to 1,000 people that are our contractors that do the work. So there are virtual assistants, bookkeepers, and, contract, uh, and webmasters. And then we have our corporate team, which is W2 full-time people here in Metro Atlanta. We all work from home. We don't have an office. And that's on purpose. Um, we, um, we feel like if we're going to sell virtual services, we need to live it. And so that's right. what we do. So this is my office right here. That's a great segue, uh, into, I mean, everyone is remote, including executive staff, right? So you're living it. How is it? I mean, you got sick of this question, right? So you wrote the book, I get it, but, <laughs> but like that that's like you were doing this at a time where nobody was really doing it and yeah. and you're successful at it and and that that's like how did you do that like how did you maintain this vibrant culture you know remotely yeah it's yeah, it's morale. Day, it's day by day you know we didn't start with 1100 people we started with my wife and I and my assistant right. and you know we grew it from there um You know, there's a lot of intentionality that went into our culture. Uh, You know, a good, fully distributed, vibrant virtual culture doesn't happen by accident. And it really begins with this premise that culture is not an office or office space. Culture is shared vision. And for us, we believe that our shared vision is meaningful. And we believe that we're going places and that we're doing meaningful work in this world to help clients as they do the things they need to do in their particular verticals or industries. Um, and we've got a lot of really great people that get the opportunity to work from home all over the United States because we, we only um, contract with those that are here in the U.S. So for us, we're creating, I think, very meaningful work and maybe some rural parts of our country where they get the opportunity to work with a $2 billion client of ours. 
you know, so there's, there's just a lot of, um, opportunity to remind people that what we're doing is while creating jobs for people, but we're also meaningfully helping so many different leaders across so many different verticals do things on a day-to-day -day basis so they can be a better leader as a whole. And so when you, when you say that and you help people realize they're contributing to a bigger story, they can't help but want to work here. Yeah. And then you couple that with, you know, especially our corporate team, you know, they're, they're here mostly in Metro Atlanta. Uh, and you know, they have, you know, wonderful benefits and, and meaningful opportunities for growth. And it creates just a very, uh, catalytic environment for people to grow. Cause here's the thing I know, and I've seen when you give somebody a really great job, whether it's a contractor job or an employer job, um, and then they, they fall in love with it. It's like, you've just ruined them for life. Like you really have, they're not going to go back and work in an office. Yeah, and that's what we found is the case with our company is that a lot of people um, over the course of time have just said, "Hey, this is the this is the place for me." Now there are those people that uh, you know are a little bit more extroverted, you know, and they might feel a little isolated or whatever, and that's something that people have to work out. But many, many, many people love working from home, and we've given them that opportunity. Growing a company is hard. Continuing to grow is even harder, especially for small companies. As marketing has become more complex, there's more to know, do, and measure with the same marketing dollars. Syrup is a brand and digital marketing agency exclusively for small companies. Their unique model gives you focus, confidence, and growth by prioritizing the right things and executing proven processes that drive revenue, build maturity, and increase customer lifetime value. This approach allows Syrup to guarantee the most effective use of your marketing capital. Whether it's crafting the right message or your audience, representing yourself visually, building world-class websites, or navigating the complexities of marketing, they exist to give you an edge. Visit their website at syrupmarketing.com. That's syrupmarketing.com. Is there, is there a profile of that person? Yeah, there is. Uh, there is to some extent. Um, it's not what you think. It's, it's not extroverted or introverted. It really is based on what their requirement is on a week-to-week -week basis. You know, what kind of flexibility are they working for? You know, we still target college-educated stay-at-home moms and dads with past business and professional experience because we know that that's been marginalized typically by corporate America. Yeah. And they're really great people that need jobs. Right. And they need flexibility. And so we've just created that opportunity for them. The other group that we really target are retirees, um, the, you know, folks that had great 30-year runs in their career, but they, they just don't want to work 40 hours a week and they want to work from home and they want flexibility with that. And then the other one is um, kids of aging parents where they have to be around their mom and dad to take care of them. You know, they're in the same situation. They're highly qualified people in a lot of instances with great experience. They just need to work from home. Right. So we're, we're looking for people that really value working from home, get it, need the workplace flexibility. They've got a professional work environment that they can show on their screen. They're going to have some technical requirements, things like that. But, you know, it's really more um, matching what their kind of work week is and the flexibility connected to that than they are looking for like, gosh, I'm going to be the, the next senior executive of the corner office type of person. Sure. So, Brian, I'm going to give a little plug for Belay real quick because um, 
one of the things from everybody that I know that use Belay, one of the things that sets you apart is that it's not like you hire Belay and you have to train Belay. It's like you hire Belay and Belay starts training you. And I just love that because so many people, especially first time, if you've never had a good EA, a good help period that you can just delegate stuff to, um, you're a little intimidated by like, I don't know how this works. How do I, do I let them use my email? Do I, all those questions and you guys just kind of power through those and I love it. So that's my plug. It's free. We're going to link to Belay in the show notes. Uh, cause I think a lot, we talk about delegate and elevate all the time. I think you're a great avenue to do that. Second thing we're going to absolutely, um, everybody needs to go pick up virtual culture and binge read that right now because it's highly relevant. But in the next few minutes, Brian, can you give us a couple practical tips as we are just thrown into, I know a lot of people today is like their first day that they're saying, Hey, everybody's working from home. Yeah. We now have a virtual culture. Today's the first day. <laughs> what do we do? You know, the irony of all this is that just before this, um, this interview, I, um, probably about 30 minutes ago, my son came panicking downstairs cause he's home from school and he goes, dad, you have to give me more time on my computer today. I've got schoolwork to do, you know, and it, it's just kind of comical. Like we're all dealing with this change you know, with people working from home and my, you know, my daughter's doing interacting with on zoom with her teachers and. Um, I just think we're living a new normal temporarily that might convert to actually being more so like this in some ways. Um, I agree. You know, I, I think, you know, I've been thinking a lot about this. I've, I've done a few media calls over the last few days. Um, and one thing that I think gets missed in a, in a time of like this is that we need to extend grace. Um, there's just a lot of people that are fearful. Um, maybe you know, to some extent, that's okay. You know, there's a lot of hype and hysteria going on right now. But I, I think what we best should do as leaders of businesses, especially is just give grace, you know, to your employees, and your contractors, because, um, you know, bandwidth may be slower. Uh, they may have kids at home that are scared, or they're bored, uh, or need help with schoolwork. You've, you've got spouses now sharing an office at home. You know, just grace is required, I think, right now in this season. And so I, I start there by saying, you know, when, when you start to feel that level of frustration, kind of knock it down and extend grace to people because it, it will be given to you too, more than likely. So that's the first thing I think that we need to, you know, to kind of cover off as it relates to working virtually or finding yourself in that way. Um, another thing is just to, you know, What's going to happen is people are, you know, jumping online and they're, wa they're watching the news and the stock and then they're bouncing back to their email and they're, they're on a call, but they also forget to eat. And it's simple stuff like forget to eat, drink water, get up and walk. Like it's kind of a crummy day in Atlanta today. It's a little cloudy, but I've already been outside and walked a couple times just to catch my breath and reflect. Um, some other kind of wellness things I'd encourage people to do, especially as they start their day is to pray or meditate for a few minutes and then also journal, get your thoughts out of your head and on paper. And these are such simple things that people that don't, maybe they're not in the routine of working from home. You've got to create these kind of these walls where you, where you work for a season, you get up, you, you kind of, you reorient your head. Um, so this is some personal things on the team side. I mean, there's so many good resources out there right now. Um, in fact, I'll give you guys some resources that we're sharing right now out there that's really working well in terms of other tools and software that's out there that's helping people communicate like zoom and slack and so forth and we can i'll give you some of that stuff for your show notes um 
But I, but I also think it's important that we remain human with our team, um, not only just giving grace, but also giving people the benefit of the doubt. Like they might need something that's actual in physical office that they can't turn in a report for or a piece of data or they can't log into a particular piece of software or a server. So giving people the benefit of the doubt right now, I think is very, very helpful. Yeah. Um, in terms of remote too, I would say give your, if you don't have this, try and find a way in your home to create an actual office. You know, hopefully you've got a hundred square feet somewhere or smaller in a closet where you can create a dedicated workspace. Um, we're finding that, um, you know, in Belay, we, our folks already have that, but I have several friends that don't have home offices, like in a, they have a place where they, they, like they pay their bills, but that isn't the place where they need to work. And they're finding that they've got, you know, dogs barking or kids in the background. Do your best to find a meaningful place to work because it's gonna, it's probably gonna be there for a little while. Mm. So, a couple other things, um, on, on small web calls, like a zoom or Skype, do everything in your power to not be on mute and to actually have your video on. Yeah. It's very, to be very present is important. You know, like nowhere else in society, if you and I had a cup of coffee, would I just drop a sheet down in front of you and say, hey, let's have a conversation. But somehow on video, we think that's okay. That's yeah. not, you know, we, we're all human and we've all got, you know, things that are going on and, you know, you may have kids running around in the background. It's important to still have that connection. Like you. Well, were yeah, it's, it's that human connection, right? I yeah. mean, we're, we're, we may not physically be belly to belly, um, but this is the next best thing you can see each other's facial expressions, etc., And you still have that human connection through the video. Yeah. And I, I'd argue it actually is a little bit more authentic and here's why you're actually giving me a sense of your house. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. I'm seeing a glimpse into your world in your home in a way that you wouldn't have otherwise seen in an office. And so in some ways it's even more authentic. Yeah, that's a really good point. I, I to be honest, I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, so you're, you're giving people a, a bit of who you are just yeah. by showing up and being that's present. I mean, we're literally letting you into our home. That's right. Yeah, that's a really good point. My brother-in-law works for a big corporate company and they all got quarantined to work from home and their CEO sent out a really, he forwarded to me a really nice email that talk just about that, about like, Hey, we're all going to do meetings on video. And guess what? We've all got kids and we've all got dogs and we've all got a messy house. And it's going to remind yeah. us that we're all human and we're all in this together. And I'm like, boom. Yes. That's perfect. That's really perfect. That's not, I mean, and that's where the leadership comes in because we can stand up as leaders and make this scary or we can make it an opportunity. That's exactly right. The other thing too, I would tell you too, like, um, we see this happen with people that really love working in Belay in their early days is they, they just work so much. And we're like, time out. There's no reason for you to be working at six o'clock in the evening or on a Sunday morning. Like just, you need to, I would encourage anybody listening or, or watching this that you do, especially working from home, it's easy just to always work. So it's important that you set up some legitimate work hours and you, you work really hard to protect time against that. Yeah. Cause it's so easy to be chained to your phone. It's so easy to be chained to your Apple Watch. It's just easy to be chained to everything that you are. And you've got to find some ways to unplug, you know, and, and um, you know, I, I, where was that? It was on Google. I saw them really encouraging families 
to, you know, last night, especially because kids are going out of school, like in record numbers is have a movie with your, like your family and like be intentional to break away from like the craziness of the world right now. Cause it will get better, but your kids need you as much as your employers need you. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Brian, thank you so much. Before I let you go, I have to take the opportunity because we have a lot of family owned businesses out there in Tractionville. Give us your top tips for working with your spouse. (laughs) Yeah, this is a good one. So my wife, Shannon and I, we started the business together. um, And, you know, today we're now co-chairs of our board. We were co-CEOs before we moved into the chair role for Belay. Uh, we also own a brewery in North Atlanta called Nofa Baruco. And we're starting a new company called Own Not Run together. Um, the best tips I would give you for working with your spouse, one would be uh, recognize each other's strengths and then play to them. Um, for example, I am rubber meets the sky and my wife is rubber meets the road, which means I'm all about vision and she's all about execution. And there are just decisions that happen on a day-to-day basis where we just default to each other and, and it works. And so know your lane, know what they are, and then stick, stick in them. Um, another really simple, practical thing to do is have a weekly standing meeting. My wife and I, we have an owner meeting. Thursday is nine o'clock. You cannot, I, I am blocked. That is set in stone. And we review ske- schedules for the week any major decisions we need to make, anything we put in the parking lot that we need to kind of talk about where we don't want to do that at date night or whatever. Um, and just come hell or high water, you have that meeting every week, have an owner's meeting uh, where you discuss, especially schedule. There's a lot of things that happen. Um, and another one is, I, don't, I actually see a lot of business couples that own businesses together, they don't do this well, is actually celebrate together. Like literally when you have wins, big or small, celebrate them. Um, you know, that's part of the reason why you got in this business together. My guess is so that you could celebrate and, and enjoy a life together. And I just don't see a whole lot of business owners that are married doing this. And I'd really encourage that. Um, we, we do that. We, we take trips together. We'll, you know, do a date night. We'll do something and just celebrate because there's a lot of cool things to celebrate. Um, another biggie for us is we, we have kids that are now 11 and 14 and we um, do everything in our power to talk about business around them so that they're aware and they can ask questions. And we also do that so that they don't hate the business. Mm. Um, we didn't create a company so that they could hate it. We created it so that they could actually learn from it. Now we have zero idea that they like want these businesses one day they'll do their own things in this world. That's great. But they've seen mom and dad interacting together and, and seeing it as unified and as we've grown our businesses and we've, we've worked really hard um, to do that with them. And they've, they've thanked us for that, which is really cool for being 11, 14. The final thing I would say is this, my wife and I are not aiming at great companies. We're actually aiming at a really great marriage. That's what we're aiming at. So all of these businesses prop up what is hopefully a really great marriage and a great family one day. And we've actually created kind of a vision document and, and kind of put words and colors around what that vision is for us in our seventies and eighties. Mm. And it means that we're around our adult kids and they love each other. We love each other and we want to be around each other. We have the financial means to pull off that on a grand scale. And that's what we're actually aiming at. Not a bunch of just wonderful, healthy businesses. So those are my kind of 
top of mind tips on how to work together with, you know, from a couple standpoint. Those are great. Brian, where yeah, can our listeners find uh, the book Virtual Culture? Well, there's a couple of places. One, in, on the landing page or landing site, it's called virtualculturebook.com. They can go there. There's um, resources and some calculators and whatnot. They can go out to Amazon. It's there. Um, they can buy it there as well. Um, and then if they're looking for more information, like on Own Not Run, uh, which is my wife and I's new site to help owners run, excuse me, own their businesses, not run them. Yeah. They go to ownnotrun.com. And of course, Belay, which you guys know is belaysolutions.com. Fantastic. Brian, awesome. it's been awesome having you on. This has uh, been, uh, it was a, we pulled it together pretty quickly, Bench. Thanks for that short notice. But man, good stuff for, for all of our listeners to go check out. Um, especially with you know what's happening in the world right now, and and uh, to not be afraid of embracing uh, the the virtual culture, if you will. I'm certainly grateful yeah. for the opportunity. Thank you both very much. Thanks, Tractionville. We'll see you back on our normally scheduled show on Tuesday. Until then, hey, go share this on LinkedIn, on Instagram, whatever your social is, because there's a lot of people that could be helped by Brian, um, his words today. Uh, especially the idea of just giving everybody a little extra grace and uh, also the services from, from Belay, which is an awesome company. So see you next week. 